Welcome to Fired Up, an original podcast from Ignite Fan Insights, powered by NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. This is a podcast for sports business pros like you. We go behind the gates and beyond the numbers that keep sports fans coming back for more. Our host, Chris Wise, is the brains behind Ignite Fan Insights. With a commitment to research and innovation for over 30 years, he knows the right questions to ask, and more importantly, what to do with the answers. Get ready for engaging in-depth conversations with sports industry leaders that will inspire you to take action and connect with your fans. I'm Chris McAdoo, and this is Fired Up. This episode of Fired Up, we talk with Dennis Carroll, the Chief Operating Officer of FC Cincinnati. Wow, we're going to hear so much, but what really stood out in this interview was that the way they focus on what it takes to bring friends together for 90 minutes. They care. Couldn't agree more. So let's hear from the man himself, Dennis Carroll of FC Cincinnati. Hello, hello. Hey, Chris. Uh, Dennis, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Chris, I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. Dennis, Chris, uh, Chris teed up a little bit about, about your background, but tell us a little bit more just about you, your career, and what it looks like now and, and, and where you're going with it. Sure, yeah. So as, as Chris mentioned, my, my previous stints uh, both had the word Philadelphia in it. So Philadelphia Union and Philadelphia Eagle. So um, I'm a Philly guy through and through, born and raised. And, um, you know, sports has been part of my life as, as long as I can remember. And I'm, I'll probably give away my age here, but in, I went to St. Joseph's University in the, uh, in the heart of Philadelphia. And my senior year of, of school is when they had the undefeated basketball season. Um, Jameer Nelson, Delonte West, and whatnot. So, you know, having that having that experience, right? And as I was kind of studying and uh, I was undergrad in uh, accounting, you know, really wanted me to look further into kind of how I could marry, you know, my fandom of sports and just the passion it creates and with my professional life. And um, it, it and obviously it's worked out. I was able to kind of do that. So I initially started in uh, at Price Woodhouse Coopers, which is a uh, Big four accounting firm, you know, normal route with an accounting major, you have, you get your CPA, you're in kind of in the insurance or tax route. And then I was, uh, I called, I was given the offer I couldn't refuse. It was, you know, kind of like the godfather, um, from the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> to join them, join them as a, a financial analyst. And that's kind of like the rest of history where, you know, I was in the typical quote unquote, uh, CPA, you know, partner track, if you will. And then right, the sports calling came and 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 hooked me. Cool, great. Um, so with that, what makes you tick? What really lights your professional your professional fire? Um, good question. I, mean, I I think you know everyone's fueled you know a little bit differently. I think it's it's obviously the the passion to succeed is one right, and that's on and off the field. So for me, if I'm you know chief operating officer right now of FC Cincinnati. Clearly, I want the, the, the boys and the team to win on the field. But then, uh, obviously, what fuels me right now is we have some exciting projects um, on hand, whether it's just kind of building and scaling our front office and our business or, you know, completing our 30,000-square-foot training facility that we, we just built in uh, out in the suburbs here in Cincinnati 
And ultimately, right, in 2021, we're going to open the doors to a brand-new state-of-the-art soccer-specific stadium in, in downtown Cincinnati. So it's, it's the projects, right? It's the it's the no, no day is ever the same in, in this world uh, is what really excites and fuels me every day. Yeah, so lots of stuff on the table, and 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 you're you're driving it. That's that's awesome. So FC Cincinnati in the top three of attendance in the league, really a new team in the league. So um, it appears that that Cincinnati has been a great supporter of soccer even before MLS came to town. What drives that passion, and and um, and why so supportive? What what accounts for that, and how do you tap into that 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 attribute? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's truly it's. There's some sort of secret sauce here, and I, you know, I truly didn't believe it or maybe fully comprehend it until I, again, got into town and witnessed my first game, which was the home opener of our inaugural MLS season last year against against Portland. So currently, we we play at Nippert Stadium, which is on the campus of the University of Cincinnati. So we have great partners um, with the university, and it's a it's a unique old great venue that that holds 32,000 fans and again my first experience was again amongst 32 friends at this at the home opener and uh i i remember you know kind of gave me goosebumps i remember kind of calling home back to philly again to to my buddies or my, my dad and just saying like man this felt like a felt like a big you know whether it was philadelphia eagles playoff game or just a big game in philadelphia which right they have, they have great fans and great uh, sports history as well and um so i was just blown away from day one um, obviously, the results on the field didn't go as planned last year, but we still had just great fan support and commitment. And I think they're in it for the long haul because they see the investment and the strides we're making uh, in this community. And um, so I think the secret sauce, I, you know, what we've seen from from the data has shown that we um, we outpace, I guess, other markets, you know, traditional markets and other markets within MLS in terms of um, our civic-based sports fans, meaning you know, some teams maybe um, track highly on sports enthusiasts or, or people that are fans of soccer. We track highest in terms of our, our fan demographic of just civics. So people that are just, you know, pride and passion about the city of Cincinnati, regardless of the sport of soccer, regardless of FCC or the Bengals or the Reds, they are just supporting the city of Cincinnati. And so our culture is to bring, uh, is to make Cincinnati championship city. So I, I you know, our fans are just, you know, they're supporting us and that, and that vision. We just happen to play soccer, right? So it's, it's a pretty unique marriage and one that we're kind of, you know, we're getting behind in a big way. Do they hold that same, so you, they do hold that same passion for the, for the other major league teams or it's unique to MLS? You know, they, they do, but I would say it's unique to MLS and just this story in terms of, you know, we were um, not too long ago, uh, just a USL team, so a minor league soccer team. And even in those days, a minor league with, you know, aspirations of reaching MLS, but, you know, in no way guaranteed, we still had the tremendous following that we do today. And it, the groundswell was, was kind of there in this or, organic way. And it just kind of built and fan base doubled and tripled and quadrupled in size to such a way where the MLS couldn't really look away. They had to award Cincinnati this expansion team. Um, so so I'd say, yes, like the, the city itself supports all their teams, you know, both college and, and professional teams. But I think the, uh, the kind of David versus Goliath story of this, you know, minor league team 
succeeding and get and getting into the major leagues in this organic way is, is really just captured the hearts and minds of the city. Excellent. You you nodded to the 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 new stadium that's being built. And um, tell us a little, just to update progress of that, and what is it about that new facility relative to, that's special about that facility relative to uh, other stadiums and other markets? And then, uh, and then couple with that before I forget, um, what, is the, what is the capacity there in relation to um, your current situation? Yeah, so it's going to be um, approximately 26,000 seats. And, and our current situation at, at Nippert on campus of the University of Cincinnati is about 32,000, um, you know, to be exact, probably 32,500 seats. So it's a, it's a little bit smaller, but again, so what we're excited about is it's a soccer-specific venue. And again, um, you know, MLS has, has, has come a long way from, you know, MLS 1.0 to what people refer to as, as 2.0, you know, the, the mid 2000s of a bunch of the themes being built to now this this latest this latest launch a 3.0 of, of Minnesota LAFC and now now us and some other markets building the latest um, group of stadiums so what's unique to our stadium is one it's, it's going to be downtown so it's in the heart of of downtown Cincinnati where again people can walk from work right to right to the the stadium they can they can stop at restaurants, bars along the way, right? Or find their friends for tailgates, but they're, they're right here in the heart of Cincinnati. Um, two, it's, it's going to be um, kind of fully enclosed, meaning every seat will be covered by a roof. So from a fan experience perspective, one, that's just great. Either provide shade or shelter for fans, but then two, it's going to keep it loud and, and, and make it loud, make it a hard place to play for, for visiting teams. And then... Um, you know, again, the, the community support that I mentioned um, previously, we, we've kind of, we've gone, I'd say, on the other end of the spectrum in terms of our premium seating options. We have 54 suites in our new stadium with over 4,000 club seats. And so by far, the 54 suites will be um, the highest in all of MLS. And so our feeling is is one, and MLS is unique where, you know, local revenues, what you can generate on your own is what is going to allow you to kind of compete on the, on the playing field. It's going to allow you to have money from a salary perspective to go buy players. And, and, and two, we think we, we, we have the, the corporate community and, and just the, the buy-in here from the city that will support that, that thought process. And then the last piece, I think, which is most exciting for me and I think for, for really just the general public here is we're going to have this kind of vertical LED fin system on the outside of the stadium. It's going to be 360 degrees around the stadium. Unique to my understanding, all of all stadiums across across the world, let alone North America, where we'll have the ability to just light it up. Um, words, images, FC Cincinnati uh, specific branding. It, it's going to look spectacular. So this this technology is going to be. Um, I think it's going to create or turn a amazing stadium and, and turn it into one of the, you know, the most renowned stadiums, um, soccer stadiums in North America. Um, with the, with the capacity reduction from, from where you are now, are you going to end up like Minnesota? And so you'll, you'll operate it like a hundred and two hundred and three percent of capacity every game. Well, that's, I mean, that's the hope, right? If we're all doing our jobs correctly, that is the hope. You know, we want to, you know, a sold-out venue that that, ha- that creates demand, and um, it's going to lead to a, just an amazing environment 
which hopefully right leads the wins on the field and creates that 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 circle that um you know every team every team tries to create so yeah i mean that's the goal well i think we'll have a good mix of season tickets single tickets and group tickets plus our array of premium options i think we have a we have a home for or a seat option for pretty much for pretty much every fan we have well yeah dennis i I'm going to speak specifically to soccer and their fan engagement. Um, and I think it's really cool that you guys are, um, you are, you are coming to where they are, right? Because soccer fans, I mean, you go to any international stadium, obviously, but any MLS and you see 90 minutes of engagement, you know? Um, and I think allowing for those different kind of setups from the suites to the seats, um, that allow people to engage how they want to, but really to allow that community to come together, you know, um, is, is just a really cool thing. And it's really cool to be on the forefront of that. So that being said, from the vantage point of a soccer team versus another, what do you see as like the future of fan engagement on the ground? You know, um, are you guys going to have the, the clubs? Are you going to have um, the activities there at the events? You know, what's going to keep people coming in and keep people coming back? Yeah, I think so. I think one, being in the MLS and being in, in the sport of soccer, I think we ultimately are, we benefit from, the game, like you mentioned, being 90 minutes, and you know, mm-hmm. as a sports fan, and, and really in, in today's demographic, we're we're constantly um, under the demand of, of different uh, forms of enter- entertainment. And maybe I didn't realize until I started having uh, kids of my own and raising a family, and just how precious every minute and every hour of the, of the day is in terms of you know the number of items and things you want to do and accomplish and juggle and everything else, right? So the fact that we can offer and, and like quite frankly, advertise a 90 minute game where, you know, you come and bring your family and, and kids and you're in your seats cheering and having a great time. Um, and then, but then 90 minutes later, you're kind of on your way home. That That's pretty spectacular in terms of just, uh, you know, how people try to manage work-life balance these days. But I think that's actually a true benefit that we have in the, in the world of soccer. You know, I'm a sports fan of, of all sports, but you know, you can go to a baseball game and, and one game may be two hours, uh, but the next game may be three and a half hours. And, <laughs> so I think that's that is a that is a true advantage of soccer. Um and then right on top of that, when we talk about our stadium environment, it is we're gonna try to create a, a three sixty five type destination because we're downtown. We're blessed with um great locations and just other businesses and where people um work, live and play. And obviously right beyond that, I think we can we can look into, you know, possibly some mixed use development and, and get some, some retail and residential locations that will surround our building and make it a destination you know i think our and our clubs themselves allow for unique offerings where we can have weddings corporate outings um you know we have one one bar in particular on the east side of the stadium which from from current images i've seen looks like it could be almost one of the coolest bars and clubs in the city and it just happens to be <laughs> in a soccer stadium so we're pretty pumped about it and we think we have um really unique opportunities to uh and offerings to to give our fans has additional development be, um, has there been additional development around the stadium um, to feed that fan? I don't, not necessarily just food, but other other entertainment <laughs> uh, options. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
No, I mean, so we're we're in the process now, right? It's um, we're still about 14, 15 months away from actually kicking, you know, the the first um, game off in the stadium. And so with that, we're we're in constant conversations in terms of what um, the ancillary de- development will look like, both you know within the with our within our footprint and then you know the expanding footprint as, as you look around the entire stadium site. You know, our when we think about fan experience here, we think about what it means when a fan actually starts putting on their jerseys and their their FCC gear at their house, get in their car or Uber or bike or, or walk, right? And that, that experience starts the minute they leave that door so they get to um, our front door at our stadium. So we're constantly thinking about what the whole environment looks like and that ecosystem looks like. I want to jump to your, it's not, um, just thought of this. Your, your ownership is very invested in the community um, and just have, are deep in the community. And has that uh, been beneficial um what what role do they play day to day uh how how do they support what you do and um yeah just talk a little bit about ownership sure i think um i think as as you guys know and and right it's it's really what drives sports and sports organizations it, it, it always comes down to ownership 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 right so truly the best sports teams um are, are really the ones that are looked at most highly you know quite typically have the best ownership groups in terms of being invested back in their community. And so what, one of the key drivers and what made me actually, you know, leave Philadelphia and, and come to Cincinnati, a city I've never um, been to before, was that ownership group, right? And was that commitment. So our ownership group is is, is um, almost primarily local, and it's obviously led by Carl Lindner, the third. So, I mean, when you think about Cincinnati, he is, he's truly a represent, representative of the city. And, and um, you know, one of our core values is, is, is community from a team perspective. And so every, every decision we make, everything we do, we, we kind of lean back on those core values and um, it, it drives the way we think about our business. And so he's been heavily involved, you know, to the extent that we think about the stadium that we're building, it's going to be world-class and it's, it's privately funded. And that's, that's, that's a commitment from our ownership group, commitment to the city and commitment to MLS. And they, they, they truly look at this as a, a legacy project that they want to leave to um, the city of Cincinnati. I want to switch over to the thing of um, generational impact. Um, you know, lots of sports are, are trying to deal with um, the changing demographics, the way, the way younger generations coming into sports interact or engage with sports, as well as um, coupled that that with the the, um, the ethnic makeup of our population is is changing. Um, how how do you how are you will you deal with those? What's your approach from a marketing and operational perspective to um, to deal with those those issues? Well, I think the way we look at it is is not one message or our marketing tactic maybe works for all, right? So we we try to really segment our our, our fan. Uh, our fans and our database in, ter- in terms of, you know, what makes certain fans tick and why and, and, and engage with us. And so again, if we, we, we rely on that civic fan base that I mentioned, but, but there's also, right. There's also people that just like soccer. There's people that, that um just like sports and, and, and the competition, there's the communal aspect of fans just want to, you know, come together uh, once every other week with 
26,000 of their friends for 90 minutes and cheer on their team, regardless of religion, politics, right? So that's what makes sports great, and that's what makes soccer soccer great. So we're, we're constantly looking at, at our, our fan demographics. Um, you know, specifically, you know, this year we've kind of leaned in on the, the EMLS space because we obviously have a, have a large uh, percentage of our fan base that are into, um, you know, FIFA, the video game, and, and just how we can kind of engage with those fans um, and that resonates differently with those fans versus maybe an older demographic or a different demographic. Right. And, and just the, when we looked at the, the profile of your, your fans, they are diverse. And uh, just remember spending time with you and, and looking at those profiles, it was, it was, it was actually very encouraging to see the, the kind of uh, diverse population that they have coming to the games. Well, especially, again, for soccer, being that international sport. You know, Dennis, I love how you, you said 26,000 friends, right? Um, so you want to have uh, not just an activity to go to, but a, an activity that brings people together to root for a team, um, to root for a sport, to root for a community. Um, and, and I just, that, that is a very particular thing to soccer and to fandom that I think is just super powerful. That being said, um, what do you think coming up is one of the, you, you mentioned esports and FIFA, um, and I think it feeds into this next question is, what do you kind of see as the biggest threat to live sports attendance? What have you seen in your career that has either um, brought people to the seats or kept them at the house? Yeah, I mean, so it's it, it's ever evolving, and I think again, my my last point about all fans are you know a little bit different. They what makes them tick is a, is a little bit different, and some fans enjoy you know depending on the sport it could be that they enjoy the tailgate that's pregame, and then the game itself is just another happens to be just another aspect. But maybe the tailgate supersedes the game, and it's just the fact that they're with friends and family and all together on that, you know, the tradition of, of being there weekly or biweekly or whatever it may be. Um, so, so I think there's, you know, I, I do harken back to the the fact that soccer is, is 90 minutes and I, I really do. And maybe it's because I'm in that stage of my life where I, I have the family now and I'm realizing just the time. And I think, you know, the threat to sports and just the time commitment it takes to be at some of these games, you know, the minute you leave your house versus when you come home, it's pretty significant. And, you know, youth sports and the time commitment th those sports want from, from children is only increasing. Work demands professionally for parents, those are only increasing. And so it's going to get harder and harder to kind of, you know, gain those eyeballs and the traction week in and week out from fans. So I think it's, it's in our best interest to, to engage them for the 90 minutes or so that we have them and create that, that family and communal atmosphere where, you know, it ends up being something like that. It ends up being a DNA, a fabric of their life that they, they, they frankly can't miss a game because, you know, they want to see Bob who's sitting next to them, right, and get an update on, on Bob and his family and cheer on cheer on the team um, because, again, it's just, that's just what they do on a week-to-week -week basis. Dennis, I'm, we're going we're gonna to wrap up here. You, you've been awesome, and I'm, I'm really excited for a, this season coming up, and I, I hope from a – from a win-loss record, it's it's uh, improved over last year, and but just to to hear you talk <laughs> as you as you, but to, to to hear to hear the excitement in in your voice, and I know being um, when I was in your office, the excitement that the kind of came out from everyone, and the uh, as well as the professionalism, and the appeared to be the love of the sport. It's it's awesome, and 
So we're going to we're going to be there for a couple of games and uh, just spend some time and then come back next year when you're in the new stadium. And and again, thanks so much. You've been awesome. And I hope we talk soon. Chris, I'm going to let you wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dennis, uh, before we uh, before we let you go, where can folks go to learn more about FC Cincinnati, uh, the club and to learn more about um, the stadium as it comes along? Yeah, I think best place is fccincinnati.com. From there, you'll see all the you know up-to-date uh, news stories about the team and and as well as the stadium. And, and we have a live construction cam that you can kind of click in and keep pace. So the stadium itself is is now going vertical, which makes it always makes it more exciting. So steel's coming out of the ground, really beginning to take shape. And um, yeah, so fccincinnati.com. Awesome. Dennis Carroll, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And uh, this has been Fired Up. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you really like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and tell all your friends. Also, thanks to the good people that power Fired Up and Ignite Fan Insights at NASCAR, the National Sports Forum, and the Association of Luxury Suite Directors. To learn more about Ignite Fan Insights and what that exclusive content can mean for you, visit IgniteFanInsights.com and subscribe today. It's a wealth of information all about the fan at no cost to you. Your fan club subscription includes our e-publication, podcasts like this one, exclusive blogs, quarterly e-newsletters, and timely webinars that keep you not only up to speed on what your fans are doing, but ahead of the curve and ready to take on anything that comes at you. Fired Up is hosted by Chris Wise and myself, Chris McAdoo. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time. And as always... Y'all stay fired up. Hey.